Hi, beautiful little degenerates, and welcome back to Tales of Taboo, your favorite exploration of elusive subcultures, the road less traveled, and all topics, people, ideas, and experiences that for whatever reason are outside the bounds of what is considered socially acceptable. My name is Allie Weiss. I am a native New York performer, writer, and on-air host known for my big eyebrows, big opinions, and title as the self-proclaimed princess of taboo. For anyone who's new here, welcome. This podcast is usually unlike anything else in this terribly oversaturated market because most of the episodes are composed of anonymous confessions from our listeners around the world. However, every once in a while, like today, I'll do a one-on-one interview with someone I meet in my various strange adventures or whose work I admire, and in either case who, in some way, shape, or form, has fearlessly lived an unconventional life. My hope in doing these on-the-record interviews is to, of course, inspire everyone listening, but also encourage more of you to become anonymous confessors yourselves without fear of judgment whether that's from society or your own self. So as with the episode um, that's featuring the Mormon twins, the interview that you're about to hear is a re-release from my former podcast, Health is Hell. And revisiting work I made in that time period is just weird for me. On the one hand, my conversation with porn star Jason Moody is hands down one of my top three or maybe even top two favorite interviews I've ever done throughout my strange little career um, on the podcast or for anyone else. And of course, I know I say that like every single person I've interviewed is my favorite. And I truly do value the S-H-I-T out of everyone who shares their stories and their time with me. But as you'll hear, Jason and I have this very obvious, specific, like electric chemistry that made our conversation not only deeply hilarious and fun, but also effortlessly free-flowing into some hard-to-reach spots. Dream circumstances for an interview with a complete stranger. And on the other hand, I am absolutely crawling out of my skin, listening back to myself from that era of my life, crawling, screaming and crying and dying and crawling like, ew, ew. It's insane that Jason and I had this chat in 2018, which at the time of recording this intro was four, almost five years ago. Like 2018 does not does not feel like that long ago at all. Like I remember where I was and everything that was happening, like it was yesterday. And what was happening was that I was spending a three month stint in LA because I was at the peak, um, or I guess we should call it like the pit of depression and having no idea who I was and feeling so lonely and lost and going out on dates with a million people who weren't right for me and staying up at night wondering if I was going to die alone and, Plus, like when I was out there, I was in the first round of weaning myself off of regular alcohol consumption and learning how to navigate my various social scenes soberly. Um, So it was a mess. Like I literally bought a one-way ticket across the country and ran away from my life in New York, which at the time felt like it was going nowhere. And yet I sat in that recording studio 
wearing this obnoxious red boxing jumpsuit that I had taken out of my godfather's closet. And I ran my mouth and I made dirty jokes and I held myself like I was the absolute queen of the world who knew everything about everything and had every morsel of her shit together. And it was all just so like overt. (laughs) And look, like, let's be honest, Subtlety still is not my forte, but the level of opinionated and gaudy and feather ruffling, for lack of a better way of putting that, that I sit at now is super authentic to who I am. Um, Whereas listening back to myself then, it's borderline painful how hard I was trying to present as the complete opposite of what and who I actually was at the time out of fear of being seen as weak or needy or desperate or a pick me, which ironically, by putting on this whole flashy act, I became way more of than I otherwise was. And I just wanted to call this out in this intro because I hate the widespread shaming of the quote unquote pick me girl amongst Gen Zers. In figuring out who we are and coming to terms with it, we're all pick-me's at some point, whether or not we want to admit it. We all want to be cool. We all want to be accepted. We all want to be loved. None of us want to be alone, especially when you're on social media and you have a following or you have a career that puts you in the public eye or you're just trying to impress strangers in any capacity. Like, I think this is doubly as true. But thank God I listen back and go like, ew, and crawl out of my skin, right? Because it means that despite my occasional current late night insecurities, I have, in fact, evolved. I was 25 freaking years old here, and I'm wary of anybody whose life, or at least their emotional life, hasn't changed dramatically from the beginning of their 20s to the end of their 20s, or even their mid-20s to the end of their 20s. Like, that person better strap the fuck in for a really shitty early onset midlife crisis when they enter their 40s and then maybe having another one when they hit 50. But anyway, I I digress. One thing that has not changed since 2018 is how incredibly wise Jason's stories and worldview are about everything from navigating family and societal expectations to differentiating between what is sexual chemistry and what is real love and what makes for a real good relationship. Of course, the MO of this podcast is always to find magic in unexpected places, but who would have thunk one of the smartest and most evolved nice Jewish boys I ever had the pleasure of meeting? I met while drunk at the Pornhub Awards after party. Porn stars for president, y'all. And without further ado, this is Tales of Taboo. What is your name, my friend? Uh, my real name is uh, Jesse Osefi. Okay, and what's my your stage, stage name? name? Jason Moody. 
How did you come up with that? Yeah, I was I was like as a young boy, I was like watching the Californication. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, Hank, Hank Moody, Moody. This motherfucker is a brilliant. He really. Yeah. I mean, I identify with Hank Moody. You know, yeah. I always joke that I'm a Hank looking for my Karen. You would think that because I'm a woman, I would be the Karen, but I'm like, no, nah. no, I'm You're the too Hank. Cool. I told I, you. Thank you. Have you. Huge balls. Thank you. I do. Yeah. You did say that to me when we met. I think it's worth telling the people. Well, first of all, <laughs> before I tell the people how we met, why don't you tell the people what you do uh so i'm fucking a woman's for living yeah in other words you're a porn star i'm doing porn i'm doing porn i love it loud and i love it i fucking love it this is the right place for you to openly admit what you do there's no shame there's no no censorship here i want you to be your fullest self so the way that we met was i was a little bit tipsy at the porn hub awards after party and I like really needed to like lean on something. So I, I go up to him and I was like, hey, like, is anyone like sitting next to you? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. You stand. And then I forget like how this <laughs> happened. And then we started talking about like, I, I don't know, being like Jewish or something. And I think I was like, I'm the worst Jew you've ever met, which I thought was true. And nah. then you were like, no, I am the worst Jew you've ever met. Yeah, and then you. you told me that you left Israel and your religious Jewish background to come to L.A. and become a porn star. Yeah, so life started like I was living in Israel, um, born and raised uh, back in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a motherfucker. I was crazy minion. I was so (laughs) short. Not I'm told now, but I I was really short. You have a tall energy about you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. You have a tall energy. Yeah. And you know, it is. It's the balls. balls. Well, I'm actually a tall person, but it takes big ball energy to see big ball energy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm agree. Uh, So I was living in Israel. I left home when I was 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get a lot of slaps from life Mm -hmm. when I was young. Uh, doing a lot of troubles, um, was making a lot of money as a kid. Doing what? Drugs? Uh, I, no, no, no. I don't like drugs. You didn't deal them either? No, I don't like it. Uh, I was uh, doing some deals with the club owners, like oh. renting the place. I have my own crews. Uh, so as a 15 years old kid, I was like making money as a... Were you a promoter? Not. I had the promoters that work in oh, for me. Oh, so you were running the entire yeah, 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 operation. Yeah. yeah. So, so I make you a lot were of money as a kid. Scrappy and like new Jewish. Jewish. Ju- ju- yeah. Jewish. I was trying to be nice about it. Scrappy no, no, no. and you're like, no, I was just straight up uh, Jewish. Let's call it, yeah. Yeah. I-, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> so you so you were always entrepreneurial. Yeah. We can we can put it that way. So yeah. you left home at a young age. Were you kind of always like dissatisfied with your life in Israel? Were you not happy there? It's no question of happy. I was really happy. Life was amazing there. I was like fucking drinking, having fun, basically. Yeah. Then I joined the army. And then it's like, yeah. take all my hair out. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was a paratrooper for mm-hmm. three years. Uh, really, it was a rough time. Yeah. Not easy. Not so easy. That's a big change. Yeah. Going from like a party boy yeah. to being in the army. That's, yeah. that's tough. Because I, I, when I was left home when I was 15, I was like, know myself as... I am the boss. Mm-hmm. It's my life and I'm making the right. rules and I do whatever, what the fuck I want. Yeah. And then going to the army and then. Oh my oh God. And then you no. become someone's bitch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is But tough. I was kicking. I was fighting. Yeah. I, I, was I can, kicking, I can I was imagine fighting. you were a nightmare in the army. Oh, fuck. I would not have wanted to be no. your like commander or whatever. No, 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 no. It was, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was really fun. 
Uh, so I finished the army and then I was like, um, I want more in this life. Israel is an amazing place, but uh, it's not the place for me. Because mm-hmm. it's not, I'm too big for this place. Yeah. Let's call it like that. Yeah. So I moved to China. Wow. Yeah, I was living in China two and a half years. Terrible place. <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> nightmare. It was a fucking nightmare. What were you doing in China? I was a designer. Women's shoes. Whoa! And I'm after the ladies all over my yes, all my life, I'm that, that chasing the ladies, you do, yeah. bringing them to the clubs, designing shoes for yeah, them, having yeah, sex yeah. with them. It's all about the you women. See? All about the women. Yeah. At least there's a through line. You have a consistent yeah. brand. I'm consistent. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're you're consistent, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I was living in China two and a half years, and then I was like, I travel. I travel uh, to Cambodia. Mm. Eighteen there. Da- Eighteen days in Cambodia was amazing. I can imagine. Fucking amazing. From a place that's so dark and gray and bad people to a place that's sun and beautiful women yeah. and the beach. So I was coming back and I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not staying here. I, I want more in my life. Money is not everything. Yeah. Because I left a really big company. Mm-hmm. Back there. In China? Yeah. yeah. Um, I can be rich, but... I will be rich yeah. in a different way and yeah. stuff that I love to do. Yeah. So I came here, opened my own company, um, brand called Different. My own designs. I bring two partners from back in the army days. We opened the company here, running for a year. And then um, we decide to wreck the package. Not working anymore. And I was like, three months after I came here, I was, I have some free time. I want to do something that I love. What, I, what can I do? What What can I do that it's going to be like um, five the empty space in my life and I will enjoy it. Sex. And what I do. <laughs> yeah. Sex. So, look, for me, I think it's admirable. And I'm never surprised when people tell me that they get into the sex industry because all human beings have sex. It's, like, it's yeah. a natural urge that we can talk for hours about how I think this country is is overly conservative. But coming from a holy land, you know, I would think that there would be more of like a, a, a thinking process or maybe like a guilt that you dealt with in deciding to do that. Like, was there a lot of blowback from your family? Yeah, but I don't give a fuck. This is my life. Because... If I, if my, let's say my father wanted me to go and study law. Yeah. Okay, so his life, he wants me to go to study law. It's not what I want. Yeah. I have, I have a gift. Everybody, each person in this life have a gift that he must live through his gifts. Because if not, what is life? Yeah. I have a lot of friends that go study and do something after the army, but they, they're not happy. Yeah. So Why? Okay, so, I love sex. I I want to do sex for a so, living. So so your your gift is I'm imagining that your gift is is sex, correct? How did you find that out? Oh. Uh, it was fourth grade. Fourth grade? Fourth grade, yes. Fourth grade. Um back in Israel you have Yeah, she is. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Okay, come it's on. It's not what you think. I'm listening. It was fourth grade in back in Israel. You go to swimming class with all your classmates. Mm-hmm. With all the so, fourth grade girls yeah, in their yeah, little yeah. bathing no, no, suits. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Continue. You, in fourth grade, okay. you're not thinking about pussy and well, I, I, like, Sorry, but the way that you answered my question, I thought maybe you were. Yeah. 
Maybe I, I was. Okay, maybe. I'm sorry. I'm listening. I yeah. won't interrupt you anymore. So after we finished the class, we go and shower all together. And suddenly I was taking a shower. And then like five people around my shower. And they look at me with the, like this. With like open mouth and big eyes. I was like, what the fuck do you want? And then it was like pointed on my dick. And why you have this? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And then I realized, okay, something happened in here. Oh, so they were implying that it was big. Yeah. Oh, so your gift is your big penis. Mm, yeah, kind of. Okay, so I... We start with this. It starts with this. Okay. And then it's moved to the sex. Okay. So I didn't realize I was going to be asking this so soon. How, how big is your penis? How big are we talking? Nine. What? Yeah, I'm kind of a black person, a white boy body. <laughs> Your penis is nine inches? Around nine, yeah. So, listen, whatever physical tall height you might not have... Yeah, I completed ...has been yeah. put there. somewhere else. I know. Okay, so that just, like, eliminates all the rest of the questions I had about, like, how did you discover that you were a sexual person? Because you were, you were given a gift... And I'm sure that everything else just fell into your lap. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know. It's my girlfriend was like touching my elbow. I become hard. I, I always yeah. was thinking about sex in places that I no need to think about sex. Yeah. So I was, maybe, yeah. Maybe I born for this. What, honestly, you're just like, you're a real life angel. You're a fallen angel. Everyone's like, oh, an angel comes in white and is here to save you. I'm oh. like, angels have nine inch penises. All right. We're, I, I like this. Yeah. I like that I'm saying things that you agree with and you're giving me the validation by fist bumping me. I like this a lot. So I did some research on you after we met because, like, obviously I was uh, hungry to see whatever your work was. And I noticed that on the different porn sites, most of your work is amateur style that came up. There were, like, especially on, um, on um, what the, oh, my God, I just blanked. Uh, uh, Pornhub. Sorry, mm -hmm, that was stupid. Mm -hmm. On Pornhub, there is... um. A lot of videos of you in like a really like crispy white room and there's like an acoustic guitar in the background. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen all of those now. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because they're all shot in like a very particular style, but they're also kind of distinctly like amateur looking like. These all my own stuff. No, no, I know. But I, my question was going to be what inspired you to go down that very like particular path of like amateur work versus. Uh, maybe selling out to like a bigger company or trying to do something that was like more scripted? Um, most of the companies that I'm working for not really upload videos on Pornhub. It's like more paid sites. Mm -hmm. So um, you can't really find me on Pornhub with the big productions. It w I was going to say, I couldn't find anything on you besides that stuff that you had yeah. shot yourself. Um, I really start this year to make uh, big productions. Mm -hmm. Um, I work a lot with the hustler. Oh, yeah. Woo! That's a big deal. I, I yesterday you're I so humble. I work a lot with the uh, the hustler. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Can we say that loud and proud, please? You work with hustler. That's a big deal. Yeah, yesterday I shot for them. It was an interesting day. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, yeah. tell me more. Why was it interesting? Um, the production. The the guy that run the production is a crazy motherfucker. Uh, he should come on my show too. There's room for him here. Anyone that you think to describe as crazy, I'm like, bring I'll him here. Bring him in. Bring him here. I, I know love what the to craziness. do with it. Anything. I mean, look, look, look at this. It's yeah. crazy everywhere. 
Um, so most of your work then is is paid. Like people have to pay to find most of your work. Yes, that's yes. great. Uh, in the um, the way that this company is working is, uh, first of all, they put the paid stuff, and then slowly, slowly they release it in a free like short clips. Mm -hmm. So yeah, most of my work is like you need to subscribe to this and that uh, websites. Yeah. Yeah, but I did some crazy big projects this year. Uh, let's say um, uh, for Evil Angel. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I kind of direct and do stuff with the director. I learning a mm -hmm. lot about production, about mm -hmm. camera. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I go and did all this stuff uh, in my place. Uh, the place that you saw on Pornhub is uh, it's my place, mm -hmm. it's my my room, yeah. my house, because I like to see the the beauty came out from the lady. Yeah, I'm not agree a lot with the the way that porn supposed to be. Porn not supposed to be with a girl that look like a fucking cheap whore. Yeah, no. the girl supposed to be pretty. Yeah, and it's all about the girl. Yeah, not only in porn in life, ladies. It is the most powerful thing in this life. I'm going to take this moment to say, because you brought it up, that, you know, obviously we're having a very big moment of women's liberation now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, women are no longer tolerating being second class citizens. And I'm, I agree with all of it and I'm here for all of it. But something that I've always been very aware of because I, I went through puberty so early and like looked like this from a very young age, big, big ass, big boobs. And I saw how people responded to me. Yeah. And I learned very easily that sexuality gets you where you want to go in life. I understand that not everybody wants to tap into that. I mm -hmm. understand that mm -hmm. not everyone is interested in sexualizing themselves for professional gain, for societal gain. But the divine feminine is a very powerful force that when tapped into definitely puts women at an advantage. So it's really cool to hear that you're interested in displaying women's like natural beauty and like natural sex appeal, because I think that what makes a lot of people not like the porn industry or not be interested in learning more about it is that they automatically assume all the women are degraded, all the women have no rights, and all of them are, as you said, you know, cheap whores. This is not, um, I'm agree with, with what you say, but uh, people that don't know the industry don't really know, but the women have the most power in the industry. Tell me about that. Like, I'm, I'm just a dick. Let's be honest. The woman is everything. She have a lot of power doing, doing work. She say yes and no for whatever she wants. If she don't want me to fuck her the way I'm fucking her, she will say so, and it will be changed. Yeah. Like people, people think that when they see a rough scene between a, a a woman and a guy, it's like make the 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 woman small. But this is not right. This is her decision. I know I know girls that really fucking love when guys be in their mouth. Mm -hmm. And in other person perspective. Oh, poor baby. She's like zero. Wow. Right. She, why she's she being, being abused? No, she right. love it. She I asked know, for I it. Know, she want it. This is why she has so much power. She asked for something and she get what she wants. Yes. This is called power. Yes. And I, I, I love, I love it. Yes. I love to see powerful women. 
Good. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be here if you didn't like powerful women, <laughs> if we're just being honest. Um, but I'm glad you actually answered one of my future questions that I was going to ask you because, you know, I would think that in the porn industry where everybody is being objectified and mm -hmm. everybody is kind of ostracized from society or considered to be a little bit of an outsider, that there would be way less misogyny in the porn industry than there would be in like the outside world, you know? So it's, it's interesting that you, that you say that women have all the power. So so let's elaborate on that then. Like, for example, there's porn is getting increasingly violent, at least like on the popular websites. There's a lot of like hardcore ass play, hardcore mouth play. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious to know why you think it is that America is moving into like an increasingly more violent direction with porn. Because this is not our sex, really. And people like to see fantasy. People want to see something that they will not do. I don't know a lot of ladies that would like to get fucked by, by a few guys at the same time. Yeah. But they want it, but they know if the balls to do it. So this is why they watch it. So, but what about for the women who are actually performing in the videos? How, how do those women feel? When it's happening, uh, it's, it's, it's based depends, on your experience. Yeah, um, in this industry, you will see a lot of uh, a lot of kind of girls. Sorry, my phone is girls. Mine blowing up. I'm just so popular. I'm sorry. Oh, let's let's take that again. So so sorry. What were you saying? Yeah, so, so girls who perform in the videos. Yeah, um, you you can see a lot of girls that come into this industry because. Uh, they they want to make money. Mm -hmm. You will see a lot of girls that come into this industry because they want to be famous. And you will see a lot of girls that come into this industry because they love sex. Mm. But if you have the three things in one person, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I, I That's why for me, you know, like when we met and you asked me, you're like, oh, are you in the industry? And I was like, no, I'm kind of like porn adjacent because I like interview them. I'm really fascinated by people who, in my opinion, have, as you say, again, big enough balls to join the sex industry. Because I always say, if I was not so interested in having the career that I'm currently building with wanting to be an interviewer and an actor and a comedian, I I would have joined the sex industry in some capacity. I Fucking definitely as fuck. thank you, right, thank right, you. Right, don't right, look right. at me like that. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! All right, behave yourself. Is my no, place of work? Right, done well. No, but but I was gonna say I definitely would have become a stripper from an early age because, like I said, I I looked like this since forever. Mm -hmm. But also dealing with how many men were sexualizing me against my will when I was really young. To me, stripping or working in the sex industry was always a way to reclaim my power, to say, I want to be looked at in this way. I want to have people watch me engage in this behavior. And I want to be taking money from you while you watch me. To me, it always seemed like the most powerful move in the world. It is powerful. It is powerful. It and is. I, I still stand by that. And I hope that one day our world gets progressive enough that I can be an award-winning comedian and writer. And you can also pay money to watch one of my my porn videos. Sorry, mom and dad, because they do listen to this show. But you know, <laughs> at some point down the line. But it but it unfortunately it's just it's still not like that. Where we still we still see porn stars as crazy or damaged or abused. And yeah, so it's, it's going there. It's going there. Because you will see now in these days more 
sex scenes in the mainstream movies and mm-hmm. mainstream TV. You will see more nudity. It's going there. It just, it's, it's question of how we teach our kids what the kids learn. Because at a young age, your parents told you that you need to save yourself and not be a slut or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And put, put on yourself clothes. Don't be, don't show too much because this is the good way. This is what we learn. It's no means that this is, this is the true. This is not the true. You can be whatever you want to be. You can so, do whatever you want to do. So how do we go about changing the way that America as a whole thinks? It's not only America. It's all well, over it the is, world. Well, it is. It's the yeah. world. It really the is world. the world. Trust but me, America... Ca- here it's like heaven. My country is so difficult. That's true. Yeah, you will ask the girl to pee in her mouth. She will cut your dick and fucking send to your mother in the mail. At some point in my life, I would also like the honor of cutting off a man's dick. Uh, we'll see you. We'll, we'll talk. We'll see if I, we can I prefer, make that happen. I prefer that is not going to be It won't be you. <laughs> it won't be you. Maybe we'll find someone who's into that. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess you're right. I'm In America, uh, we Americans are very quick to say, oh, America's so conservative right now. But it really is true that oh. the fact that we even have a booming porn industry here is way further ahead. Yes. And here, listen, I, um, I love sex. And, You've made that very yeah, clear, my friend. And um, not only film sex, like not only doing a scene. I love sex in my personal life, and I find it very uh, important to have because then you mu- you mu- in this business, you must have balance. You must find the balance in your life because uh, sex in camera and sex in real life is not the same sex. Yeah. It's, you must have both of them because if not, you will go nuts. And um, I, I love all the swingers and couples and all this stuff. And uh, I have a Jewish friend. He's a fucking crazy motherfucker. Like almost all the Jews. Right, like, I was going to yeah. say, sounds like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's making parties of uh, swingers and he always brings girls. And um, first time he invited me was like a big fucking orgy. And I was like, Wow. In my country, it will never happen. Mm. America is a fucking heaven. It's a playground. Yeah. Because you see, and the girl was, you will not see a low-class girl. She was like an architect. She was like high-class, so fucking beautiful. She can be a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And she said, yes, this is what I want. Like, women in America have fucking balls to take what they want. And I love it. And you don't find that in other places that women have that it's, strength. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to find it. I hope it's going to be more open. I hope, like, sex is okay. Sex is fine. Yeah. Sex is amazing. Without sex, what else we have in life? Food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sex I love food. that you're... Sex this is bumming food. me so much. I feel so <laughs> smart right now. Everything I'm saying, you seem to like. It's not great. Every, not every, oh, almost everything. Oh, so um, what's really trending in the industry right now? I'm curious to know if from the production side, there's like a particular genre or a particular aesthetic or a particular race or appearance that people are really into producing. Each, each site have his own niche. Like, I don't know. Nothing is new. Like people love anal. You know, that's been around since yeah, the forever. ancient time. Yeah. Bushes. People love bushes. Forever. Since the, since the yeah, 60s, exactly. 70s. Yeah. Squirting. Now it's become a point that 
the piscine, the piscine in the mouth. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of water sports. Yeah, that's going I, on. I I I shoot a scene like a few months ago, and with a fucking gorgeous, beautiful girl called uh, Brooklyn Gray. She's new in the industry. She's gonna be huge. She have the sex drive. She's a monster. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. You see her, and she's. She see your dick and she have like shiny eyes, like oh, Ooh, I want it. we love that. Yeah, and we finished the scene and then uh, she asked me, "Hey, Jason, um, do you mind to pee in my mouth?" I was like, "What?" After the scene was after finished? the scene finish, uh, yeah. What do you think? Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the director screaming from the other room, kids. Not in the <laughs> not in the room. <laughs> Go to the restroom. Go to the tub. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's because it's becoming something. That's pissing in the mouth. Piss, maybe I'll call this episode "Pissing in the Mouth." Pissing in the mouth. There you go. That'll definitely get people's attention. Yeah. Um. So let's say I'm looking to get into the industry, mom and dad. I'm not. Not right now. But generally speaking, if somebody was looking to get into the industry. How how would they go about doing that? Would they make their own videos and upload it to the, like, the community section of a website? Would they try to network where they know sex industry people are? Um, for a woman, it's easy, especially when you look like that. But by, by that, do you mean me? Yeah. I'm wearing like a sweatsuit. Doesn't matter. You're so freaky and weird. I'm obsessed no, with it. No, Thank you. Thank like you. A, you can see, you can feel sexuality. You can... Power. Behave yourself. We're in my agency's office. Answer my question. Uh, So for women, it's very easy. There is a lot of agencies. Um, Just apply to one of them. Do your homework. um, Read about the agencies. See the other talents that in the agency. Mm -hmm. And just apply. And super easy. Uh, For the guys. Oh, this is not easy. So tell me, what was your journey? It's like in this industry, there is like a few thousand girls active and guys few hundred. But the guys that really working in the industry are few. Mm. It's very tough because it's physically tough and mentally tough. Because um, you know yourself as a something. Um Let's say you have sex with your girlfriend. Yeah, I'm out. I can fuck her for hours, but it's not reality. Let's see you fuck her in front of eight people and right. cameras and they that cost $30,000. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we are human beings. Um, some days is a good day. Some days is a bad day. How do you deal with that? Um, Do you have a ritual? Wow, the the beginning was really rough for me. Really rough for me. Because as a, each company usually using like four or five uh, male talents for their productions and changing always the girls. And as a new guy, they can see your picture. Oh, he's a nice looking dude. You have a nice body. His cock is nice. Everything is nice. I will put him in my mind for... Uh, maybe I will give him a chance. So one day, one of the five cancel or whatever, and, oh, this guy, Jason, let's give him a chance. Let's see how we're doing. So you come to set, and you do what you do, and at the beginning, you don't know how to fuck. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. 
you think you know how to fuck, but even after two and a half years in this business, I'm, my teacher tell me that I'm worthless piece of shit that I don't know how to fuck yeah. after two and a half years. Because theatrical sex is like it's a whole different thing yeah, than normal sex. You need to open sex. to the camera and do positions that you're not really doing in your real life. And um, it's, it's different. It's really different. So you get through this and then you get another chance, let's say, because they still will not hire you just mm. for one time. And this day you're not so good. So you kind of done for this company. Oh, scary. That's so much pressure. Oh, yeah. It's not easy. This is why most of the guys in this industry that like join in the industry, they last maybe one or two months. Wow. This is why you see guys in this industry like male performer 12 years, 15 years performing. Yeah. They that's, are that's, everywhere. Yeah. Years over years over years because they know what they're doing. They I mean, find out here how to do it and yeah. they, they act for it. I kind of love the fact that like all of these cocky, egotistical men who are like, yeah, I'm amazing at fucking. I have a big dick. Like I can do this for work. Show up to these sets and just completely wilt. Yeah. Like just figure out that they're not cut out for it the way. There's not a lot of things that can really burst a man's ego. Oh, yeah. But not being able it's, it's, to do that, ooh, oh my fuck. God. It's difficult. That sucks. Then it's come to the the mind game. Yeah. Because when you, well, let's say you failed in one of these scenes, oh, maybe I'm not good at what, what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Usually I, I know myself as a person that, oh, the girl touched me and I'm already out and I'm yeah. ready to go. But now what's, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Who am I? What is going Yeah. So it's like that. So what what is your uh, you said that you know you you're still being told by your mentors that you're a piece of shit two and a half years later but obviously you're achieving a certain amount of success so what is your do you have a ritual do you meditate do you do you have to go somewhere mentally when you're performing that's like not where you currently are um do you think about your grandparents I'm, I'm no, like no, what no. do you <laughs> <laughs> um when when everything is okay in your life then you can go and perform. You need to achieve uh, your state of mind that everything is fine, I'm happy. So let's say uh, if I have tomorrow a scene, an important scene, so today I'm going to eat a lot of food, food that I really enjoy it, and I will go before I go to sleep, I eat ice cream and Mm. really stuff that I really love. And then I wake up in the morning with the music that I like, I'm like, fucking, I'm ready to rock. Power. Yeah. And then you go and you and you kill it. Yeah. Yeah. This this helping for me. Because at the beginning, uh, when I came here, I was a lot about fitness and diet. I was like 5% body fat. and I was crazy motherfucker. Wow. Well, you, you I, I, whatever you do, my friend, you are a crazy motherfucker. Okay. It doesn't I, matter. I, li- I like to be the crazy motherfucker. I like that you're a crazy motherfucker. Like I'm just saying, doesn't matter if you're eating, you know, chicken or you're eating you know, a hamburger. You're a crazy motherfucker either way. <laughs> I like to be the most crazy motherfucker in the room. I well, I believe that that's probably not difficult for you. Yeah, sometimes yeah, sometimes really? yeah. Yeah, well, when I'm sitting in the room take with my me mentor, to, to where I, you're I hanging to, out. I need to take you to my mentor, please, my teacher. 
Please. And you will understand, oh, Jason, you, Jesse, you, you are a normal person. I hope you this realize that now you're, you're going to be... This is a crazy Russian. You're going to be taking me around to all your spots. I want you to, to integrate me into your world. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not becoming a porn star. I will not let you peer pressure me into I, it. At least I not right never, now. I never push. I never push a girl to have sex. I never push a girl to do something that she don't want to. There's also no pushing me around. I'm very tough. Can you tell? <laughs> I like why I'm so attractive. Maybe because I just don't take shit from anybody. Yeah, I that, love not it. every man likes that. You know? I love it. Some men are very intimidated by that. Israeli men do tend to like it, though. Israeli men are there; they do seem to like a tough one. For me, it's just um, all my life relationship was. I am the man. I am the alpha. So the girl going after me and. It's like in one point you, you get used to it and it's become mm -hmm. boring. I yeah. need a woman that will choke me and slap my face and wake up, motherfucker piece of shit. Well, wake I don't know up. if I would ever call you that because I'm no, sensitive in my heart, but I totally Yeah, but it's you. like, it's like you know, fight. I get it though. No fight, yeah. like uh, let's fight. Right, right, right. Fight, fight give back. Me something. Give me, give me something. opinion. Give me your, exactly. your personality. Exactly. This call, then you find real love for me. I hate to be this person, but like, you're a lot smarter than I thought you were going to be. <laughs> Not that I didn't think that you would be smart because we we had a nice conversation despite the fact that I was a little drunk when we met. But like, it's really incredible to me, like how many of the things that you're saying that have to do with the porn industry specifically are just like really valuable life lessons for anything that anybody wants to do. Where do you think that all of this strength comes from? Obviously, you were born with a big penis and that does inform how you go about your life. But is it in the way that you were raised? Do you think that it just you can't really explain why you're like this? But it sounds like your whole life you've been very confident and very grounded in yourself. Um, I wasn't in all my life very confident because I told you I was a short kid. Yeah, but you were like making a ton of money when you were like 15. And... Uh, but still, it's like uh, my father is a very successful man and I always want and try to be like him. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. And it's pushed me a lot. Because um, in my life, I, I, I understand that a stupid person no listen to other people. Yeah. When there is always going to be a s person that's smarter than you. So shut the fuck up and listen. Take. Life can give you so much. And I learned it when I was in China. China for me was amazing school. Yeah, it's a shitty country, but it was amazing school for me because I met so many successful people with a lot of money and people that know have nothing and they own so much money. And you can learn from everybody. And for me, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like, and, and then I understand that life is not only about money. Life is about to be happy and to be complete with yourself. And you can never achieve what you really want. There is always something more. And I'm not talking about the money or uh, cars or whatever. We talk about knowledge, about... Um, the way, let's say you travel the world, you understand so much. Mm -hmm. You learn so much about other people, other communities, about religions, about there is so many good things in life that you need to see. And it's going to make you so much smarter when you see all this stuff, when you learn all this stuff. But you need to be able to learn. 
You need to be able to be open in your mind to understand that I'm not perfect. Yeah. And I will never be a perfect person, but I can reach uh, to a point that I will be close to perfect. And this is what I want to be. Not, I don't want to be perfect. I will never Who be perfect. Who wants to be perfect? It's boring. boring. Exactly. But I'm reading a lot. I'm doing seminars. I'm doing stuff for myself. I don't give a fuck about how society judge me. Yeah. It's not how the way I'm look or what I'm doing for a living. If I'm okay with myself, it's more than enough. And this is what I'm telling to everybody. This is what I'm telling to my sisters. I have two sisters. Crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. They, they, are, crazy. The, they are crazy. They are crazy. I can only imagine. Yeah, and I, I always tell them, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Be yourself. It's the most important. It is. Be yourself. And if you're yourself and you're authentic and you're living your truth and you feel good about your choices, nothing else matters. It's really true. And it makes you a more valuable, more productive member of society. Yeah. It really does. So we're going to cut to an ad break. And then when we get back, I have lots of questions for you oh, yeah, from the Instagram community. The Instagram the Instagram community. There we go. Almost. I told accent? you. By, is, is this my accent? Close By the end accent. of it, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> Somebody wants to know, is the casting couch real? No. It's like this casting couch. Same, same. What do you mean? Like a, like a soundstage? It's not, yeah, it's like, it's not real. Because when, when you do a scene in this industry, you must be tested 14 days in the past system, mm -hmm. clear of STDs. Mm. So you know. Oh, but so it can't be a yeah. random person who just yeah. saunters <laughs> yeah, in from yeah, the street. Yeah, and you always know with the per who is the person that you're working with. So let's say me and you have a bad blood between each other, and you know that tomorrow you have a scene with me, you will say, fuck it. No, yeah. I would not. This is why I say you have the power to choose with who you're working and where you're working yes. and everything. So no, it's not real. Fuck Jason Moody. So, I hate him. I won't work with him. Yeah. Motherfucker. Um, someone wants to know, well, I don't know if you celebrate Thanksgiving, but what your Thanksgiving conversations are like with your family. That's a good <laughs> question. I, I know I have family here. All my family in Israel or in China. So you don't even have to worry about having awkward Thanksgiving conversations? Uh, no, the Thanksgiving that I'm going is industry people. Oh, good. So you're yeah. all going to be like naked yeah, 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 at the yeah, table yeah. anyway. No, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish I can be naked everywhere. I'm more beautiful when I'm naked. Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> Except I shouldn't tell you that and put images in your head because oh you're God. already being nasty. Stop it right now. Does being a porn star affect your personal dating life? Yes. How so? Because um, at the beginning, girls say, oh, it's so cool. You're a porn star. Oh, you will fuck me good and stuff like that. And after a few months or less than a few months, they become jealous and they not accept it. It's very, yeah. it's very difficult to find a woman that will be open that her guy gonna fuck another girls. Yeah, That's, that must be difficult. Yeah. So do you think most of it is, is jealousy with the fact that for work you need to have sex with other women? Or do you think that it's like societal stigma that gets inside people's heads? Both. I yeah. would say both. Do you find yourself mostly dating people in the industry? Uh, no. Oh, so, you, so you're making it I'm, work. I'm, se I'm separate the, the two. I, I like to separate the two. Yeah. Uh, like the porn life is porn life, and when the set is done, 
I'm, I'm not talking. I'm trying not to talk even about work. Yeah. I like enjoying my life. I'm like going to Six Flags or going to the beach. I love Six Flags. Is your personal life the same as the porn you're in? I think this question means like the stuff that you do on camera. Is that the stuff that you're also interested in in real life? No. No. So you have missionary more in your day-to-day life than you do on camera is what you're saying? No. I'm fucking in weird places in my life. Yeah. Okay. So and I love couches. Biggest... I love couches more than bed. Bed is boring. That's boring? Yeah, I don't like Better sex Better for the back. Bed. All right, some of us have bad I, backs. No, I don't like sex in bed. But sex in bed is like kind of boring. You need something interesting. You need fire. What if my joints are weak? Come on. What, what if the joints, joints are weak? joints fucking no weak. Yeah, I, I mean, they are. You'd be surprised. I'm an old uh, Jew in my heart. You know uh, what that's like. I uh, look a certain way, but in my heart, I'm really an old yeah, but Jew. When, but when sex starts, it's like you become a different person. That is true. And it's it depends who is the other person that you're having a sex with. Because uh, I, I find in myself a uh, few times having a sex with a woman that it's so vanilla and passion and kissing and... The other day is like slapping in the face, yeah. spitting on each other. So it means choking, to be a human, pissing. you know? Yeah, it's like each person, me, I have an energy. You have an energy. What are you going to have with you? I will not have with other person. Yeah. It's going to be unique to us. What we create I love that you're together. saying it's going to be unique as if you know I'm going to have sex with you. Very presumptuous, my <laughs> friend. Very presumptuous. I'm going to cut you off right there. Are fluffers a real thing? I was thinking that no, but yes. Yeah. After two and a half years in the industry, I got booked for a scene um, and it was like a blow bang. And, um, a what? A blow bang. A blow bang? Yeah. What is a, that? A, a one woman suck a lot of dicks. In one oh. Scene. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the director was smart because usually in blow bangs, what you're doing, like few people in front of the woman and most of the guys just jerk off mm-hmm. to keep their, their D card. So each person was like a little bit soft or something, go to the side, get some blowjob, yeah. <laughs> and come back in. So was the fluffer also a porn actor, or were they yes. there literally just to... No, no, she's a porn actor. Okay, and she do you think that she felt degraded by being a fluffer? Yeah. The, was she getting paid really well? Like how... She getting paid, but she, she loved it. She like... Some, I, I booked the girl to be the fluffer. and You booked the girl to be the fluffer? Yeah. And, w- how? And Where? I, I was like a little bit like, uh, I don't know how to ask it because it's like, oh, maybe she going to be feel like less than other people. But she was like, fuck yeah. I want to suck more dicks in my life. And I was like, okay, okay. I love sounds, this. Sounds fine. You have this like amazing ability to like get people to admit what they really want. Maybe some women just want to be a fluffer, you know? Yeah. Not in front of the camera, yeah. Yeah. Someone wants to know about, they didn't really specify. They were just like, please ask about anal bleaching and butthole enhancement surgery. Oh, yeah. Ladies doing anal bleaching. Oh, yeah. As if that's like a completely normal yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay, I, tell, I, never, tell me. I never ask a woman about that, but I know that ladies doing anal bleaching because our bottle. Because it's like, it's like too darker. brown? It's a little bit dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to make it look nice, they bleach it. Does it hurt? I don't know. I will ask. Can you ask? I really want to know. I need you to ask and then text me about it. Be like, I have a friend who's very curious. She really cares about (laughs) your best interest and she needs to know, does it hurt when you bleach your asshole? Okay. I I really am dying to know. Um, 
Oh, this is interesting. So we I already asked you about your dating life, but someone wants to know, are girls nervous to have sex with you because they know you're a porn star? Uh, sometimes girls don't want to have sex with me. They don't want to. Yeah. Why? Because of the size. Well, that has nothing to do with whether or not you're a porn star. That's because no. you have a massive dick. Massive. I say it's you, an, average. Excuse me. An, a nine-inch dick is that's, that's, it's not average. It's average. You're also Jewish. It's not average. Yeah, most of Jewish people. Have tiny penises. Big wallets really? and tiny penises. You know this. Whoa. Come on. Come on. You know this. No. Not all of them. Wow. What was the worst porn scene you ever did? What happened? Oh my god! Oh, it was bad. Yeah, because um, sometimes you don't really want to fuck the girl. Mm. So, do you have any control over that? Like, do you get to have a say in who you'd like to be in a scene with, or is it like you just have to show up and do your job? It's better you show up and do your job. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna call yourself a performer, because um, for us, it's not. I come to set to have sex with a girl. Performing and having sex is. Two different worlds. Yeah. You need to come to set, be professional, and do your job because you're getting paid for it. Oh, you come in, you're fucking, and you're getting paid. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm going home. That's mm -hmm. it. Not working like that. It's like there is rules because a woman with the makeup, you can't. Uh, sometimes a guy is asking, hey, baby, can you help me suck my dick uh, before we start? Can you help me suck my dick? Yeah. <laughs> I need to get hard. Uh, suck my dick. Mm -hmm. My mentor said to me, if I see you ask the girl to suck your dick before the scene start, I will fucking punch your face. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this it's combination called, it's called of like Russian and Israeli, it's a lot of aggression. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, that's yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a, it's a tough love. It is. It is tough love. So what <laughs> happened in this bad scene? Um, you just, you were not I did interested it, I didn't, her. yeah. It wasn't definitely not my type. The girl have like pimples and stuff on mm. her back. It was like... And it was a gangbang. So uh, already like four guys, me and the girl, it was not easy. So why'd you do it? Was the money really good? Uh, it's not question. It's like you as a performer, you have to do it. So But uh, you could turn I, down I find, a job. I, not when you're on set. It's not working like that. Oh, so you didn't know what it was going to be like when you took the job. I say yes to the job and I go to set. I, I, usually you get info about the girls or the guy that you're working with a day before. And it's really short notice. Yeah. yeah it's, I hope it changed. Oh, so could you not get hard? No. It's, you need to find the, what you attracting. Like, fucking eyeball, fucking elbow, whatever. Yeah, find, yeah. find the thing, like, you make you crazy and go for it. And it was really hard. It's not like day in paradise. Yeah. It was hard. It was, then I understand, okay. This is why it's called walk. Yeah. 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 Has anyone ever like thrown up on you or has there been some like yeah, but shit situations during like ass yes, play? Yes. How do you handle uh, that? With the shit, I never had the shit, sh shit situation, but drop I had a few times. Yeah. Yeah, but it's okay. It's normal. It just happens. Yeah, you can, oh, fuck you. What the fuck you did? Right, but you like did that it? doesn't do anything. Yeah, try you. It makes to everyone uncomfortable. Yeah, I really don't want to try to show nine inch of something in yeah. my mouth. I totally understand you, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> you do you, I do oh, me. Oh, <laughs> you're a good man. What a hero. Gentleman. You, you are, indeed. Um, How many people have you had sex with? Do you keep count? No, but like a few hundreds. How, how much? Now, like a few hundreds. How much did your number go up when you entered the industry? 
Oh, a lot. I'm, um, cause I start to make uh, more sex in my personal life as well. Yeah. Not only on set. Cause it's like, it's like a, a momentum, you know, mm -hmm. a, like you have this momentum, boom, everything is click. Your all sexuality needs like all going up crazy. Cause uh, I remember a time that I was living in China and I wasn't so sexual as I am right now. Yeah. My sexual, uh, my sex drive was like more calm and I was like having sex, but not so often I, uh, and now like I, I can't. I, I have in three days without sex and I become animal. I become crazy. Three like, days. Three days has become too much. That's it's it's been longer than that for me, I'll tell you that much. Oh my God. I know oh you're like, baby. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm relatively discerning at this point in my life at like who I have sex with. I'm like a little bit. I picky. totally understand you. I really understand you. Because sex is something special. I kind of think so. It's something, it's something special. I Good told you sex. about the energies. Yeah. It's like, you need to find the person that you yeah. have a click. Because also, like, there's nothing more depressing than having bad sex. It's yeah. depressing. Like, for you, like, it, it's your job. So you expect that not every romp is going to be incredible. But, like, for me, when, especially, like, when my expectations are up and then I have sex with someone and it's terrible, it's just, like, oh, like, you feel really defeated if it's not good. So for me, like, uh, now that I'm, a little bit older and like, you know, have had a decent amount of sex already. It's kind of like I want to really take the time to like feel like if whether or not I'm like attracted to somebody. I, I don't need to take time to get to know them, but I do want to sit with someone and be like, do I instinctually want to have sex with this person or am I convincing myself that I find them attractive? Because women do that. It's the first 10 seconds, I will say. I agree. You either first know or you don't. Yes, you either know or exactly. you don't. I'm, I have a very good sense of whether or not I want to have sex yeah, with somebody great. for sure. Um, craziest place you've ever had sex? Bus. Ah, no. Fuck no. Um, in Israel, there is a amazing, crazy huge party of uh, when we have the gay parade. In oh, Israel, Pride. In Tel Aviv, yeah. Pride. Uh, the gay pride in Tel Aviv. So like you will see straight gay, everybody together in like 50,000 people party at the beach. So I was like uh, going with a girl and when everybody was party, I go inside the water and have sex uh, with their... In the ocean? In the ocean. During a pride, During party. pride party. That's a yeah. good story. Okay, yeah. so what was the bus then? Um, Doing a bus. like commute like yeah. like were, the, were other people on it? Yeah. Yeah. Where where in the bus were you? <laughs> at the back seat. Oh my god, you dirty bastard! How oh, did yeah. no one get mad at you? I don't know. They obviously saw this happen, and no I one said anything. So. No. I have I nothing to say. So. I literally don't even know what to say to that. You um, kid, what do you expect? No, it's, I've done some, I've done some freaky sure, shit too. But I'm like sure, I said, my parents sure. listen to this podcast. I'm going to spare them. Sorry, parents. Sorry, pa sorry, parents. Um, so let's talk about money. I think it's really distasteful to ask someone like, "How much money do you like make in a year?" Because especially with people who work in the sex industry, that tends to be the first question mm -hmm. that people ask. And with these strippers that I interviewed earlier in my season, they made a really good point, and they were like, "We don't ask doctors or lawyers how much they make. You know, we don't ask people who work in marketing how much they make. But when it comes to the sex industry, the way that we judge whether or not it's like worth it for someone to do it is how much money they make. So. I'm not so much interested in like how much you make in a year as much as how exactly do you make money? Like what is the system like? I see the business uh, changing a lot in this way. Yeah. Because um, 
all these platforms like Pornhub is amazing way um, to make money. Yeah. You will see a lot of amateur people that not even showing face in their um, in their videos and they're making so much money. So Pornhub is a good uh, platform. You have many vids, you have OnlyFans. Many vids is you upload your videos and people buy the videos. Um, OnlyFans, people subscribe monthly to your channel and see what you upload. Also, amateur, nothing need to be professional. You can shoot with your phone. Uh, people making thousands a month, like thousands a month. What's the most you've ever heard of somebody making off of this like fans pay dynamic? A lot. What's a lot? A lot, a lot, like a few hundred thousand dollars a month. A lot. But from it's not come for free. It's nothing for free in this life. You need to work hard. To get to this so place, what are you they, must work hard. What are they posting of themselves? Is it like, are they like masturbating or is it just posting like selfies? It can be selfies, can be masturbating, can be whatever you want. They may, you need the, to you, find your, I will recommend The creator makes girl. all the decisions. Yep. Wow. You can you you need to find your niche. Like le, let's say I find my niche when I was shooting in my room that it's very classy, very natural. It is exactly. it's very comfortable to watch. Not too much uh, makeup and very in, this natural. is my niche. Yes, yeah. this is my niche. The sex is more real. This is my niche. So I will recommend find your niche and play with it. The last question somebody asked was, what do you do to stay fit? Which I think is like a very basic question, but like how regimented oh, are you? Um, so I start with fitness like uh, five years ago. Okay. I was walking out like really motherfucker crazy. I was um, doing three hours a day, seven days a week. Three hours of working out a day? Yeah, I will show you. Three hours? God, if I get through an hour, I like pat myself on the back. I start like that. Can you send me this picture so I can like put it in the video so yeah, people can I will see? Send you. Holy shit. Yeah. You look good with the long hair. I'm growing now. Are you gonna grow it yeah. back out? It looks yeah. good. Yeah. Wow. This is insane. So you you didn't eat anything other than like hard boiled eggs and like chicken and uh, spinach. No, no, no. I eat a lot of ice cream. I told you I but, love but, ice but cream. But how is it possible to look like this and also eat I ice cream? I will give you the Oh, excuse me. Okay, the, sorry. The, I'm just the too Torah, excited. Just, the like, just, are you going to give me the Bible? Yes, yeah. give me the Torah. I'm ready. So I start with the walking really hard at the gym. I told you I really, I like to be the most motherfucker hard Yes, we know. You're woman. crazy. You want to be yeah. the biggest, craziest one. We know. Yeah. So I was really walking out uh, at the gym uh, and I was living in China. So there is nothing yeah. to do. So I was like walking from... Uh, 8 a.m. until 7 p.m. and then going three hours at the gym and then going home, eating and sleeping. Uh, but it's a lot about diet. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing intermittent fasting. Oh, which is very, yeah. very good. It's amazing. Very, very good. It's, it's wild. I, I really, really, really recommended it because you will find yourself more in focus. You will have way more power. You will be like waking up with a... I, I'm not a morning person, but I've trained myself to become a morning person because I've realized my brain's the most creative and productive, like when it's really early. When I intermittent fast, I like pop out of bed at like 6.30 a.m., like ready for the day. Yeah. It's crazy if I hit like yeah, 15 hours. Our, our body, our body um, 
put so much energy about digesting mm-hmm. that it's make you tired. Yeah. So when you're doing 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating, after 12 hours, your body start to burn fat. Four hours of burning fat without doing any exercise. Mm. So you're burning a lot of fat. And you find yourself become a fit person and more strong and with way more power than you used to be. Yeah. Um, I didn't drink alcohol. I'm not drinking That's a, alcohol. It's a big thing. No smoking. Definitely no weed. Definitely no weed. No weed. Oh man, that might be a yeah, problem in, for in us. Yeah, America is like everybody smoking weed. That might be a problem I, I, for I'm, us. I'm okay with that. Like everybody do whatever you you like to do. I love but, weed. Um, I find weed put you in like bubble. Yeah, that's what's so great about it is that you get to hide from the rest <laughs> of the then world. You know, you know, facing reality. Have you ever had sex while you're high? Oh, listen. Because you're, I, if, if you I, have if you're not, gonna you're give really me, missing out. If every time I tell the ladies, if you want a babies from me or rape me, give me to smoke. Because then I become sleepy, but my dick become hard. Okay. I was not implying that we should smoke so that you like pass out and I can take advantage of you. I'm just it's, saying. Just saying. Okay, well, that's good to know. know. That's good to know if I ever want to forcibly take children from you that I should give you some cannabis. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, so I was working out a lot and then I started in the industry and it was really difficult to maintain this physique and uh, work out so hard and then go and work out so much. Yeah, because set is not like, uh, my friends tell me, oh, you have time to go to gym before the set. No, I don't. Let's see you fucking for two hours like fucking animal. Yeah. This is not easy. Yeah, no, it's not. So I find a new hobby. I'm climbing a lot. Mm, That's nice. It's good for the brain. Good for the spirit. Yeah. Sportier and sportier. The gym is for people who are dead inside. Climbing is for people who are very alive. And you, my friend, are very alive. I'm really sad to say that we are out of time because I could talk to you for hours. But can you very quickly tell people where's the best place to find you? Where can they pay for your work? Uh, first of all, you can uh, find me on Twitter, Jason Moody Triple X, or Instagram. Yeah, Triple X. All right, no, whatever, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Or Instagram, the Jason Moody Show, because Jason Moody was taken. Mm-hmm. So the Jason Moody Show, and on Twitter you will see a lot of links uh, that productions upload mm. and like uh, trailers or pictures or stuff like that uh, from. The stuff that I'm doing. Oh, good. And everyone can see your nine-inch dick in person. Well, not in person, but, you know, they can can validate that it is true. Thank you so much for being here. You you are really fun. I'm glad that you chatted me up at the Pornhub party. Look where we are now. Thank you so much to you. You are welcome. You're gorgeous. Stop it. Once again, my degenerate angels, I'm Allie Weiss, and this has been Tales of Taboo. Congratulations on surviving another trip into the underworld and make sure to collect your souvenir photo on the way out. Just kidding. There is no souvenir photo, but there is merch on my website, www.alleyweissworld.com. We've got the cutest sweatshirts and G-strings ready to cover your body in love. But if you're pinching your pennies but still want to support, the most helpful thing you can do is leave a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. I know all hosts ask for this and it's high key annoying, but in my case, the more reviews the show has, the easier it is for new listeners to find the show and become future anonymous contributors, which means more entertainment and powerful life lessons for you. 
Also, please tell a friend and an enemy about this episode if you think it will resonate with them, because word of mouth marketing means I won't have to do something that will embarrass you all, like participating in an Instagram giveaway. Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed your hour with me, and I look so forward to seeing and hearing from you next week. Until then, be good. Follow Tales of Taboo on TikTok at Tales of Taboo and on Instagram at Tales of Taboo Pod. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Ali Weiss World. Tales of Taboo is part of the Eve Podcast Network and a Forever Dog production. Produced and narrated by Ali Weiss. Edited by Isabel McMahon. Executive produced by Mariah Nicholas. Intro by Chris Stathopoulos. Forever Dog Productions is Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm.